Hi everybody, I'm Josh. And I'm Ethan, and this is The Young Perspective. So today everybody, we're talking about pretty common trend these days, something called cancel culture. So I guess before we get into the bulk of the episode, we have to find what is cancel culture um, for all you people who do not know. So Ethan, what's the definition? So cancel culture is, uh, is the removal of support for individuals or I guess, and it can also be for businesses and their work due to an opinion or action on their part being objectable to the parties calling them out. Basically what that means is when someone, a celebrity, or it doesn't have to be, can really be anyone, does something or says something that's not okay or that you don't think is okay, people get up, they call them out, and then what ends up happening is they cancel them. So what that means, they don't listen to their music or they don't buy from them or they uh, basically say, you know what, you're not, you're not okay in our society, and they basically throw them to the side. It's a boycott, basically. Yeah, it's very similar to a boycott. It has a lot of mentality to that. Instead of a business, it's more uh, it's usually just individual people. So, and this tends to happen uh, mostly on social media now, specifically on Twitter, some on Instagram, somebody, you know, a celebrity will tweet something um, and people say that may be racist or sexist or homophobic, and they'll just withdraw all support from that celebrity and, and they'll be, you know, canceled. Right. And a lot of times what that means is if it's like a CEO of a company, maybe they'll have to step down or they'll release a statement of apology or they'll have to, you know, donate money to somewhere. Or in a case of someone, let's say, who's like a celebrity or a social media uh, influencer, they'll make apologies about it and maybe all their followers will go away or people will stop you know, listening to them. And it's like, yeah, it's a modern form of a boycott basically saying, you know, you're doing something we don't support, so we're going to call you out and we're going to stop your career. We're going to teach why this is wrong. We're going to try and stop this. So the people who are canceling you know, a celebrity – their goal may be to boycott them because they want them to learn or they want to show that that's not right. But what ends up happening a lot of the time is these celebrities get defensive and people, these celebrities' followers, some of them say, hey, don't be so mean to the celebrity, causes this whole controversy, and the celebrities in the end maybe don't learn from what they did wrong. I think that it's hard to tell whether the celebrity learns a lot. I do think that a lot of times... You know, if you're in a situation where millions of people are calling you out, you're threatening to lose your job, I think you're going to sit down and think, you know, why am I losing my job? What did I say that was so wrong? And maybe your opinion will change. But the problem is you're focusing on one individual, and that one individual's opinion, who cares if their opinion changes? I mean, obviously, you want their opinion to change. You want them to think the right thing that's politically correct. However, none of their followers are going to have any change. None of, none of the people who listen to them or think the same way as them are going to change. You're focusing on one individual when you should be focusing on the structure of a society who thinks that it's okay to think that. And a lot of the time, people can't recover from being canceled. The goal of canceling is to ostracize them and, and not let them come back. They're terrible people. They did something wrong, um, and, and we don't accept them. That's what a lot of these people canceling celebrities think about them. And the problem with that is that, first of all, doesn't promote second chances. People did something wrong. Shouldn't they be able to learn from it and improve what, th- what they're doing um, and hopefully become a better person at, at despite of it? Well, actually, Josh, I think that a lot of times most, most celebrities are, you know, large CEOs unless, you know, they get fired. They do, they do, uh, they're, they're fine. They, you know, they do okay because what ends up happening, you know, they have 
uh, everyone calls them out. They say sorry. Uh, there's a little bit of fighting. Maybe, you know, if they're like, let's say they're a comedian, they won't go on tour for a few months, a year. And then everyone forgets about them. They keep going. And, you know, there's not much serious re repercussions in the sense that, you know, they, they get embarrassed for a few months and maybe that'll halt their growth for a little bit. But a lot of times what ends up happening is there isn't much change that ends up happening because of it. And so some people say it's not really productive in the sense that, okay, you embarrass someone, maybe you affect their career, maybe you don't. But what ends up happening, people forget about it in five months. You don't actually make any change. You don't, you, people forget about it, but do people learn from it? That becomes the question. When somebody is canceled, when the celebrity is canceled, do they learn from it or do they just become defensive about it? Because whenever te somebody tells me I'm doing something wrong, um, I'm not being canceled. I'm, they're just telling me I'm doing something wrong. I become defensive automatically. It's a human, it's, it's basic human emotion um, and a basic hu human response. So is the mob cancellation of a celebrity that is quick on social media, that is angry, um, that is mean, is that effective in changing the way these celebrities think? I think that everyone gets defensive. Obviously, when you know the first person comes out and says that, they're like, oh, no, that's what do, you, what do you mean? I didn't say anything wrong. And then when more people come, you're like, okay, well, maybe I said something, but it wasn't rude, okay? And then when more, more people come on, you just get mad and angry back, and it's kind of like it's a war, and there's more polarization that ends up happening. A lot of this is political stuff, and there's a lot of fight between Democrats and Republicans. And when you know liberals bring up a lot of these, uh, you know, these cancellations, Republicans are, more, are, are actually less likely to listen to the liberals and they get more mad at them. They hate cancel culture. And I think that a lot of people do get defensive and they just get angry with it. And it just creates more violence and more hate between sides of a party rather than two people coming together and discussing at a table why this is wrong. How can I learn from this? How can I you know, teach my followers that you know, we shouldn't think this? This is actually an important issue that I didn't realize was such a big deal. And I shouldn't think this way. There's actually a good example of this. This summer, I think there was you know, some uh, football player for the Eagles Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, yeah. So he said something anti-Semitic or something. I think he quoted some book that Hitler wrote or something. Yeah, he wrote. He quoted uh, Mein Kampf by Hitler. Right. He put it on you know, social media. And there was a, a lot of call out culture, cancel culture against him. But before it got too big of uh, canceling him, some, I think, rabbis or Jewish leaders went to him. They sat down with him. They spoke to him about what was wrong with that. They taught him. And he actually learned, okay, this is actually you know, pretty anti-Semitic what I said. It's actually wrong what I said. And he put on social media how he learned. And they moved on. And I think that was a good lesson to actually, you know, allow people to actually learn from what they said that was wrong. So the best way to approach it is not to approach it with anger and being super mean and aggressive. The best way to approach it is to approach it calmly and saying, here, come and learn with us. We'll help. We'll teach you. And we'll all grow together as a community. The problem is when on social media, the mob gets involved, people group up and then they start attacking the creator or the, or the celebrity it's hard for that celebrity to feel like, like these people are coming at them with peace and with an attitude of, of learning and an attitude of, of helping this person improve. These people think, are, aren't because they're coming at them with anger. Think about it this way. If call culture is just a new form of boycott, let's go to the, you know, the, the bus boycotts in the 1950s and the civil rights movement. Obviously, they are coming at you know, the racist white owners of the buses and owners of the, the restaurants that wouldn't let them eat there. And the white people, when they, when they said, okay, fine, we will let you eat there, they, were, they did it out of anger, not out of learning. They, were fe they feared what would happen to them. I mean, by the, the economic yeah, loss? Yeah, economic loss and fear that, you know, they actually just said they have to do it and that, you know, these people are like a mob coming at them. Same thing now. People just do it because that, you know, they're going to lose enough money. They'll make change. They'll say they're sorry. They'll, they'll change their ways. And so 
doing something out of fear maybe isn't so perfect at the moment, but over time, fear actually changes how we perceive things. So obviously, what happened is fear then, 20 years later, 30 years later, now our society has completely changed from what it was 60, 70 years ago to be less segregated. So obviously our society changes, but that's because of fear. And so something that happens now out of fear to stop saying something that's not PC 20 years down the road, maybe that's not even seen as something that you would even think about saying. What our society perceives as okay could be changed out of fear from color culture. So maybe right now we see it as such a crazy thing, but because it's actually called out now, change could be made. Yes, but no. As as we spoke about, actually you spoke about earlier, what call out culture, cancel culture, what cancel culture does is it divides the country, right? Some, a lot of the time the celebrity or the person who's being canceled will not learn because it, you know, they're, they're approached with fear and violence um, and, and anger. They can't learn and their supporters become more divided. And in the end, Democrats and Republicans become more polarized. The country becomes more polarized. We, bec- we go farther and farther apart as we have been for the last 20, 30 years. So how, how can we overcome our differences and get to a greater good um, of you know, hopefully treating each other more equally? As you said, hopefully the fear will destroy all the differences. No. How can we eliminate the differences even when we're apart because of cancel culture? I do think that it creates a lot of political tension, a lot of divide. But if you take the same example of the, of the boycotts in the 50s, that created a, a whole ton of divide. There was huge shifts. There were the people who supported desegregation and the people who supported segregation. And there was huge divides. But over time, you know, it got so heavy and so, you know, divided that eventually people decided, you know what, we're going to change our ways on the right. A slow change was made and change was actually made because of the such divide. What's the difference now? What's the difference between a boycott in person versus a boycott online? But it's different doing it in person versus doing it online. Because when you do it in online, you're eliminating any opinion that, that doesn't go along with your, your mantra. So the, so the liberals on the left who are canceling all these celebrities um, who may have said something they disagree with, they don't want to hear their opinion. They don't want to bring them into the conversation. They just want their opinion to be the only opinion. And, and they just want that to be the truth and that to be the fact and that the whole world to agree with it. In person, when you're boycotting, you're forced to speak to other people. You're forced to, to talk with, you know, in the bus boycotts, the, the people were forced to talk with the store owners. They were, it was forced to interact with people with different opinions. When you're online, when you're canceling people, you're, there's such a large disconnect between you and what you're typing and the real world, which allows people to get a lot more angry and allows people to suppress the opinions of the, of the person, of the celebrity that they're canceling. Yeah. I definitely think that there's a huge difference between doing something in person versus doing it online. When you're doing something in person, there's interaction, as you said, and there's also uh, a real sense of consequence. You know, there are police there, you know, keeping order, keeping, you know, things civil, keeping things without getting too violent. And obviously you can't have physical violence on the internet, but there are threats that are being made. There are millions of people coming against one person. It's kind of a the buildup, you know, you get caught in the moment, you think, okay, you know, everyone's doing it, I'm going to join along as well, I'm going to call out this person as well. You have no sense of restraint because you're caught up on the internet without any repercussion. You feel a large disconnect between you and the real world. And a lot of important people have noted the dangers of this disconnect. They've noted that cancel culture, even though it may have good notions, you know, to, to, to create a more equal society or to teach people what the right thing to say is according to their opinions, 
in the end, it doesn't work out that way. So we're actually going to play a clip by Barack Obama, who is not a big supporter of cancel culture. Here we go. There is this sense sometimes of the way of me making change is to be as judgmental as possible about other people. And that's enough. Like if I tweet or hashtag about how you didn't do something right or used the word wrong verb or then I can sit back and feel pretty good about myself because man, you see how woke I was? I called you out. <laughs> I'm gonna get on TV. <laughs> so Obama is representing when people cancel celebrity, they feel good about themselves. They feel like they're joining in on the mob. They see everybody else doing it. They feel woke and good about themselves for, for increasing the, the, the liberal you know, ideology um, and spreading, spreading love they feel for, for other people. But in the end, it's really what they're spreading is hate um, and, and division. I think the solution to it, because the internet's not going anywhere and, and cancel culture's not going anywhere, Solution is to think before you post. First of all, if you're the, pers if you're the person posting something that's uh, wrong, not PC, think about what you're doing. Take a second to read over it. Realize, okay, I shouldn't have said that. And then if you're the person calling out someone else, think, okay, who is this person? What's going to happen if I put this out there? What if, what's going to happen if I call them out? What's the live? You know, try and make, try and personalize it. Try and, you know, humanize who this person is and put a face behind, what you're, behind the screen. And think about the best way to teach that person what they did is wrong is the best way sending them a rude, you know, retweet saying, I can't believe you did this. Everybody stop supporting their work. Um, everybody ignore them. Is that the best way or is that going to cause them to be defensive and mad? Maybe the best way is approaching them, you know, come, come learn with us how, why it's wrong. Come join us. We'll, we'll speak to you. We'll teach you. We'll have a conversation about it. We'll hear your opinion. I believe that's the best way. To, to change their opinion and hopefully change their followers' opinion too. So in conclusion, cancel culture is noble. You know, people can't, who are canceling want to change the world for the better, but they have to understand that the way to do that is not through division um, and anger. It's through acceptance um, and real conversations and, and love for people so we don't further divide and polarize our country. Strong message. Strong message. Definitely something you should think about before putting something out on the internet because it's very permanent. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's episode of The Young Perspective. We want to wish everybody a happy holidays. And if you want to find more of our, of our work, you can go to theyoungperspective.net. You can also email us for business inquiries at ejtheyoungperspective at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram at the underscore young underscore perspective. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And this was The Young Perspective.